You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. What's up, guys? It's good to be with you again. Worship, once again, was spot on, just amazing. Uh, I'm glad that uh, we're able to continue to do this. I really hope that you've been able to engage during these online services. I know it's different. Uh, I know that we're, we're still getting used to it uh, in a way, but I really hope that you have been able to engage. But don't get too used to it. We will eventually be able to meet again on campus, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Um, last week, we started a brand-new series called We Over Me, and we got the chance to to look at the guys that Jesus called to be his disciples. And we really pretty quickly found out that these guys weren't the smartest. Uh, they weren't the the greatest. They weren't the best. And actually, uh, if they went by worldly standards, then Jesus probably wouldn't have chosen them. However, Jesus didn't go by worldly standards, and he chose them anyway, even with their flaws and their inadequacies. And he brought them together, created community. He taught them. He shaped them, he molded them, and then he sent them out to change the world. And we we learned that Jesus turns misfits into missionaries, and he's still doing that today. And that's just an amazing thing that we can we can just be encouraged by. Um, and I want to be honest with you today. Uh, this week, as I've been reading and studying, and uh, it's been it's been pretty rough, right? So I, I want to explain that to you. I want to be transparent with you. This morning, um, I was I was just reading and trying to prepare for this week's message, and I was really just coming up empty. I didn't really know what God had for us this week, and I I was just sitting there one night, and I was I was at the computer and I was reading and I was trying to study some, and I was just praying and seeking God, just trying to figure out what He wanted me to say this week to you guys. Um, and I, I love sharing the gospel with you, and I, I do my best to make it practical and relatable. Uh, but more importantly than all that, I always want the message to be God's message. Um, and so I was sitting there one night this week, and I was just—I was really just drawing a blank. I, and I was there for for hours at the computer, just reading and thinking and praying and trying to prepare. And um, I reached out to Ashley, my wife, and I said, "Hey." I've been here for like two hours, and I've written nothing down. And her response was epic. Uh, She said, and I really want you to hear what she said. She said, well, what's it supposed to be about? And I'm like, okay. So me and God are still working on that part. Uh, We're trying to figure that out. Um, So I stopped reading, closed the laptop. uh, I prayed one more time, and I just went to bed. Uh, I got in the bed, and as I laid there, I was wrestling with with thoughts and and I was I was just ex- exhausted. Uh, I was exhausted mentally, physically, uh, intellectually, emotionally, and honestly, I was feeling a little exhausted spiritually, just feeling a little defeated. Um, and then all of a sudden, God through His Spirit just started to reveal some things to me, um, and I started to get some kind of picture of of what He really wanted to talk about. This week, and um, in climactic fashion, I just fell asleep. Um, and then, 
I woke up the next day and I and I really just started to seek God and it and it became clear. And I know that's really personal and I usually don't share stuff like that, but I wanted to share that with you this morning for two reasons. One, because I know a lot of you are feeling exhausted. Uh, you life is different and you're just exhausted mentally. Maybe you're exhausted physically, intellectually, emotionally, and some of you may even be exhausted spiritually this morning. And I just wanted to encourage you. Uh, as believers in Christ, uh, He calls us to cast our burdens upon Him. So this morning, I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're in that place, if you are feeling exhausted today, I just want you to cast your burdens on Christ. Just understand that He's in control. Understand that He has a plan. And even though we may not know it, and even though we're tired and we're exhausted, He has something in store. So just be encouraged by that this morning. And the second reason I wanted to share that is because I really believe that the message this morning could shift our focus as the church. I really believe that if you're watching this, that you're watching this for a reason. I believe that God wants to speak straight to you. He wants to speak to your heart, and He really wants us to understand what it looks like to be the church. So this morning, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about who God says we are as the church and then how we can come together as the church when everything around us seems to be falling apart. So number one, if you're taking notes, who God says we are as the church, he says we are the light of the world. That's number one. We are the light of the world. And I want to read to you out of Matthew chapter five. And this is coming from Jesus' teaching referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, starting in verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. God, I just I come to you this morning asking that you speak through me. God, I pray that lives are changed this morning, that our focus is shifted to be more like you, to be who you've called us to be. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So number one, we are the light of the world. What I want to do this morning is I want to give you three takeaways from this, three takeaways from this passage, three takeaways from us being the light of the world. And number one, is it's not a challenge, but it's who we are. So I want you to see this today. Jesus never challenges us to be the light. He says we are the light. Therefore, we're either fulfilling or we're failing. We're either shining or we're not. So it's, it's not a challenge to become this. He says that we are this already. So as believers, as Christ followers, as the church, we are the light of the world period. It's not a challenge. It's who we are. And I really want you to let that sink in this morning. Either we are fulfilling the responsibility or we're failing with the responsibility. So although it's a great compliment that Jesus says, hey, you guys are the light of the world. That's a great compliment. It's also a great responsibility. We are the light of the world. So number one, it's not a challenge. It's who we are. Number two, 
not only receive, but also give. Now, I'm afraid that consumer-driven Christianity is beginning to overtake the church. And you may be asking, well, what is consumer-driven Christianity? And I'm glad that you're asking that because I, I want to tell you what it is this morning. And I, I kind of want to give you an example. Of, so let's think about Sunday morning worship. Let's think about where we're gathering together at a campus or maybe even here online. And we, we go to this service and we're expecting to get something out of the service. We are going to the service to receive something. So maybe we're going to the service to receive and to, to get music that we really like. Or maybe we're going to the service to receive the message and it's going to make us feel good and we're going to be able to leave uh, the service with, with our heads held high. We're going to be inspired and it's just something that makes us feel good. Now, I don't want to downplay the corporate worship because I think it's important. So hear me this morning. This is what I'm saying. This is consumer-driven Christianity. It's that when we leave the building on Sunday morning, we're still driven by me, myself, and I. It's about what I like. It's about what I want. It's about what I can get, what I can take, what makes me feel good. And we're not driven by the two greatest commandments in Scripture which are to love God with everything we have and to love others as ourselves. So we're driven by the, the fact that we can get, we can receive. But we see here in this passage that we are the light of the, what? The light of the world. It says that we are to shine our light before others. So we have to also give. See, Christianity isn't all about what we can get. And I'm afraid that the church is, is at a place where it's all about me. It's all about me, myself, and I. It's what I can get, what I can take, what makes me feel good. And we've lost sight of the giving part. So it's not a challenge. It's who we are. It's not only receiving, but also giving. And the third thing I want us to take away from this is it's not our glory, but His glory. Let's look at verse 16. It says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Now, if we stop there, we could be tempted to, to think that the reason that we shine is so other people can see us. But, we have to keep going. And it says, so that they may see your good works and do what? And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Hear me this morning. It's never been about us. It'll never be about us. It's always about King Jesus. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, the object of our shining is not that men may see how good we are, nor even see us at all but that they may see grace in us and God in us and cry, what a father these people must have. This morning, I want you to understand that Jesus says you are the light of the world. As the church, capital C, as a Christ follower, you are the light of the world. Not because of you, but because the light is inside of you. The light indwells 
and we are the light of the world. And and it's not a challenge. It's who we are. Jesus says, you are this. He's not challenging us to become that. And I think we miss that sometimes as the church. We think that we're becoming this and we're not. Yet we're becoming more and more like Christ as we get closer to Him and as we grow spiritually. And, And that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is that when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ and we begin to follow Him and we become the church, that we are the light of the world. We're either fulfilling or we're failing that given responsibility. We're either shining or we're not. And it's not only about receiving. It's about giving. Now we see that in this passage. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. So let your light shine before others. This morning it's about giving light. It's not just about receiving it. And we have to get to a point where Christianity isn't to make us feel good. That's not what it's about. Christianity is about helping other people see Jesus. And it's not for our glory. We don't shine so that we can look good. We shine so that people can recognize and see that there's a loving Savior who is chasing after them. We we shine so that people can come to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. This is something that we have to understand as the church. And I'm afraid that the, the church has become just a gathering for an hour, hour and a half, two hours on a Sunday morning, and that's all it is. But God has, has said that we're more than that as the church. He said that we are the light of, of not just our house, not just our neighborhood, not just our community. He said we are the light of the world. And I know that that's a a great responsibility this morning. But it's a responsibility that He's given to us as the church. But I want to encourage you. I want you to be encouraged this morning. Because you don't have to do it by yourself. So although you are the light of the world, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, He calls us together as lights to shine even brighter. Again, not for us, but for His glory. So I want to give you three practices that we can can really start to do, we can really start to live, to help us come together when it seems like everything else around us is falling apart. And I, and I think there's no better place to turn to than the early church. So I'm going to read you just a few verses from Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. 
and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So three practices that we can we can come together. Three practices for coming together. Number one is this. We keep leaning deeper into God. We keep leaning deeper into God. So we keep up with the habit of studying God's Word. We keep up with the habit of listening to, to men that He's placed in leadership. They're teaching. We keep habit of, of praying and communicating with God. And, and I want you to understand this morning that you don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. Man, just, just continue to, to dig in and to lean into to what God has in store, to, to what God's done, to what God's doing, and to what God is going to do. Don't stop. If we really want to come together as lights of the world, then we have to continue to lean in to God. The second thing we can practice is we keep showing generosity toward others. I want to give you just a couple things that we've been able to do as a church during this. Uh, one thing that we have done is we've provided what they call Saturday sacks to, to kids in need that attend a local school here in Harlem. And although we, we do this, even when school was still meeting, we, we would provide these sacks for them to take home on the weekend. We kind of stepped that up a little bit uh, when school let out. We were providing food for an entire week for these kids. And, and I'm not telling you this to tell you that Impact Church is great. I'm telling you this because we were able to show generosity to people in our community because that's what we're called to do. We were truly able to give as we're called to give. We were truly able to be lights of the world right here in Harlem. We were able to sponsor a couple nurses just to provide gift bags for them because they're on the front lines of this crisis. And man, they're, they are exhausted. And they're fighting. And they're leaving their families to, to go straight into the danger zone, if you will. And we were able to, to sponsor a couple of them to just to provide some gifts to say, hey, somebody's thinking about you. We love you, but more importantly, God loves you. And we were able to do that. And it's, it's because of, of your support that we were able to do that. It's because of your generosity. We were able to show God's love to the world because of you. And I want to encourage you to continue to do that. Continue showing generosity to others. Continue being who God's called you to be as the light of the world. And there's multiple ways to do that. Meet the needs of someone next door. Pray for someone specifically. Maybe it's, it's giving to your local church financially so that they could take that and they could continue to serve their communities or whatever outreach that they have at their church. Whatever it may be, continue showing generosity. 
That's how we can come together as the church. We can come together as lights of the world. It's to continue to show generosity toward others. The third practice is this. We can keep sharing the hope of Jesus. We can keep sharing the hope of Jesus. Listen to this. Going back to Acts chapter 2, verse 46. It says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Listen to me this morning. This early church, they were in a, in a place that, that was in need. They were in a place that people desperately needed just the necessities of life. And the church, these Christians, they were shining so brightly that it says right here that they had favor with all the people. Not just with other Christians, not just within the church, that they had favor within their community because they continued to shine brightly. I want you to understand this morning that if we truly shine as as the lights that we're called to be, that the community will see that, that people will start seeking after the church, that people will start coming to the church for help to fill needs, to, to meet needs in their life. Which you know what that does? It brings people to Jesus. It doesn't just bring people to us. See, when people come to us to meet needs, it's an opportunity for them to see Jesus. And that's the point. That's why we do what we do. So that people can see and people can experience the same love and grace and mercy that we've experienced personally in our own lives. And and the very end of this passage says, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. How awesome would it be, not just on Sunday mornings during an altar call or during a response time, but every single day, how awesome would it be to see people right here in our community coming to a saving knowledge and a saving relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords every single day. Man, that would be amazing to be able to just witness and experience that. And God can do that. But here's my question to you. If we're not shining, if we're not being the light of the world that He said that we are, then are people seeing Jesus at the rate that they could be? And if we're only shining on Sunday mornings, we're missing it. And, and I'm passionate about this. And I really feel like that, man, we have an opportunity to, to come together when everything else around us is falling apart. And there's darkness all around. 
And we get to be the light. Not because of us, but because of who lives inside of us. And this morning, I want to, I want to challenge you to be who God has called you to be. So this morning, listen to me. We have to get this. We have to come together as the body of Christ. It's, it's we over me every single time. We is always greater than me. So if we can build community together as the church, man, how bright is that light going to shine in our community, in our state, in our country, and all around the world? So we're the light of the world. That's who Jesus says we are as a church. It's not a challenge. It's who we are. We're either fulfilling or refilling that given responsibility. It's not all about receiving. It's about giving. Yeah, we we receive, but we have to give as well. We have to serve people. We have to truly let our light shine. And it's not for our glory, it's for His. He's always the reason. He's always the reason. So that people can come to a saving knowledge and relationship with King Jesus. And three practices to stick together, to come together as the church, as the lights of the world, when everything else around us seems to be falling apart, is we keep leaning deeper into God through study and prayer. We keep showing generosity toward others. We continue to to meet needs and to just be abundantly generous. And we can keep sharing the hope of Jesus. There is hope, and His name is Jesus. And God will add to the church every single day. So this morning, as as I close very quickly, I just want you to know that I love you, I care about you, I'm praying for you. I really want us to be the church God has called us to be. So my question, my final question to you this morning is are you shining brightly or are you hiding under a basket? Let's pray. God, I love you. I thank you for your word. God, as I wrestled this week, and I thank you that you you spoke to my heart, God, that you you showed me your message this week. God, I pray for people. I pray for the church. I pray that we come together. God, that we begin to shine as you've called us to shine. God, that we we put these three things into practice, that we lean deeper into you, that we continue to show generosity, and that we show the hope of Christ to the world. God, take us, mold us, shape us, and send us out to make an impact for your kingdom. It's all about you. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. 
Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.